Welcome to Chit Chat with Mariana Mintz. I am your host, Mariana. In season one, we will be talking to four phenomenal women who have changed the game in South Africa. I promise at the end of this episode, you will not be the same again. Stay tuned. Today, we are talking to one of Mail and Guardian's top 200 changemakers in South Africa, Undelam Landu. It's so weird that you mentioned purpose because just this past week, I actually went to a sound therapy and one of the tariff cards that I picked up was actually purpose. And it said to me, because I've constantly been chasing my purpose, but the tariff card said that my purpose don't forget about your purpose but your purpose actually isn't your own your purpose Mm -hmm. is to help others find their purpose and that way you can build your own and I thought that is intense and I guess I am kind of doing that through the work that I do and the writing that I do sharing other women's stories um and I'm I'm hoping to find my purpose too along that along as I do that it's not that you're kind of doing that it's that you are like own it stand in it it's who you are it's what you are and that's what what kind of inspired like the series that I'm doing so it's women's month and I've selected like four women that I really want to do feature on this series and like highlight the work that has been done because it's so inspiring for me to learn from you and hear your stories but also for other people to have that insight as well because I think a lot of young women want to make a difference like young women want to do something want to like change the world and when you think about it like that it seems so big the world is so big and I am so small but it's your circle and like your sphere of influence like the immediate people around you that's what we can change that's what we can do if we can empower people around us yeah that's absolutely Ondela has been recognized for her work in women empowerment and particularly women in business congrats so thank you so much no congratulations to you First of all, Miss Mail and Guardian 200 Young South Africans. I love yeah. that. That's amazing, Odella. It comes with so much responsibility. Like, it frightens me. You, yeah. know, you know when you've been wanting something for a very long time? Yeah. Um, it was actually on my vision board at the start of the year. You know, I wanted to achieve this. And I think more than anything for me is it was just affirmation and just validation that you are seen and your work oh. is actually doing good more than yeah. anything else yeah. um but i think the responsibility that comes with that because afterwards or maybe i'm the only person who feels this but afterwards you know you feel like i've got to do something big i got to continue doing this yes but what's the next big thing you know how do i keep mm. true to this Vicious award. It's it's crazy, but it's I'm so honored. I mean, there were six thousand over six thousand applications, and to make wow. it in the top two hundred for huge, me is huge. just it's huge. I'm just a little girl from East London. Like what? Oh. This is it's wild. So, so to me, it feels like I've won the Oscars. Um, yeah. I'm so grateful, and I'm and I'm really just wanting to continue. You know, living true to what the theme of the year was. Um, for young change makers and and just yeah just to continue building this legacy that i'm trying to create not only for yeah. myself but for my family absolutely i love that okay so andela is a she her <laughs> uh 31 years old um i'd like to think of myself as a multi-hyphenate 
professional woman in a sense that I do multiple things to a point where people don't even realize that I actually have a nine to five job in addition to the things that I do. Um, So I was born and bred in East London um, and yeah, had a very good upbringing um, raised by my mother who really held the helm, you know, of being a powerhouse in my world. Um, And just, yeah, raising me to be the woman that I am now in terms of independence as well. But over and all, um, I'm a media and content specialist. Um, that's, you know, so I always struggle with this. You know, yeah. you go somewhere in Cape Town and you're asked, so what do you do? Yeah. And it's like, how do I identify the things that I do or pin them into this box without yeah. boxing myself? And that's <laughs> a one-liner also because people expect you to just be like, oh, I'm X and that's it. Yeah. And it's like, how do I do this? Exactly. And I was speaking to your friend um, just this week, Pride, and I was telling you, how do I sell myself in a one-liner that uh-huh. kind of gives people the information on what I do, yeah. but without, you know, giving too much away. So yeah. I've nailed it down to a media and content specialist in the way that I work with multiple platforms to share stories, especially women empowerment stories. Um, I use the form of podcasting, video content, um, written pieces, which I love. And I profile these businesswomen um, and emerging entrepreneurs in, from various sectors. Um, and it's such a lovely, rewarding thing for me, especially when women that aren't known, particularly known, get to be seen by others across the country. So that's what I do in a summary. My nine to five, I'm in marketing um, and I try and live by the same principles, sharing positive stories yeah. through the various mediums um, just to corporate clients, which is always a bit of a tricky one, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's in essence what I do. I love that. And you're one of those people I genuinely look up to in the industry because you've done so much incredible work. You're, it feels like like you have a purpose, like you found your purpose and like that's exactly what you do. And you see that and you feel that like even in your energy, in the way you conduct yourself, in the way you work, like there's just this beautiful energy around you that, that comes with this like certainty of knowing who you are. And I absolutely adore you for that. Thank you. Thank you. It's so weird that you mentioned purpose because just this past week, I actually went to a sound therapy and one of the tariff cards that I picked up was actually purpose. And it said to me, because I've constantly been chasing my purpose, but the tariff card said that my purpose, don't forget about your purpose, but your purpose actually isn't your own. Your purpose Mm -hmm. is to help others find their purpose. And that way you can build your own. And I thought, That is intense. And I guess I am kind of doing that through the work that I do and the writing that I do, sharing other women's stories. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to find my purpose too along that, yeah. along it's as I do that. It's not that you're kind of doing that, it's that you are. Like own it, stand in it, it's who you are, it's what you are. And that's what, what kind of inspired like the series that I'm doing. So it's Women's Month and I've selected like four women that I really want to do feature on this series and like highlight the work that has been done because it's so inspiring for me to learn from you and hear your stories but also for other people to have that insight as well because I think a lot of young women want to make a difference like young women want to do something want to like change the world and when you think about it like that it seems so big the world is so big and I am so small but it's your circle and like your sphere of influence like the immediate people around you that's what we can change that's what we can do if we can empower people around us yeah that's that's a lot 
I agree so much and especially with the pandemic and how mm. our lives kind of shifted we're all kind of trying to find some kind of purpose what are we living for you know what is tomorrow going to bring us how can we plan our futures so that we actually do the things that we you know want to do and for me that was a big part of that and I think I've always had an, an enormous admiration for women you know who are confident in their own skin confident about their dreams and ambitions Absolutely. um and, and I think that's why some of my work focuses on building and, equip, and equipping women basically to be their own champions to be able to tell their stories whatever career they're in um, and whatever personal capacity they're in I want their stories to be heard mm. um, and and that's that's the sole purpose I think ultimately at the end of the day phenomenal so you you said that you summed your title down to multimedia specialist i love that that's gorgeous but when did you decide that that's exactly what you want to do when did you feel a pull towards multimedia journalism or specialty <laughs> i fell into it accidentally really? i i i'd always admired um journalists and and editors um mm-hmm. you know growing up and dr nokolo krotbom was a phenomenal woman i remember just at half past seven the crossing news would come on and she would just oh she made the news sound good even if it wasn't good news yeah yeah and i just remember like being in awe of how she uses my you know kosa which is my home language mm. and being intrigued by that and being able to share stories like that uh that for me was just like okay this is this is the bigger picture but i had no idea i think ultimately i wanted to be so many things growing up i wanted to be a lawyer uh because i like reading at yeah. some point i wanted to be a psychologist because i wanted to help people um and then somehow i didn't study any of that i went into marketing and after university uh, i traveled and I, i lived in amsterdam for two years and from there i started a blog it was the times of tumblr i don't know if you remember yes. tumblr that blog <laughs> i do <laughs> And I created this blog which was and I can't remember what the name was on Dela's World or Travel with Me or something random like that but it was basically capturing all my I needed a place to put all my travels in. Um and that platform got discovered when I moved back to South Africa by the editor of Getaway who I you know at the time Sonia Skuman adore her she really really groomed me and helped me become a journalist and my title was multi a junior multimedia journalist i had no idea what that was yeah all i knew was i wanted to write i had no insights on the world of magazines how they work yeah. how you publish a story how you put a magazine together it's 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 amazing there's so many things that go into the back end of it yeah um, and that was my first taste of being journal the best part though going to media things, media yeah. events, media packs. That yeah. was just like the sweet spot because you know you just get these gifts with your name on it and you're like, "What? A yeah. new pair of boots than this?" Yeah. Um getting to travel, you know, and being exposed to what South Africa has to offer. And that was my first introduction to it and I think what I did with it once I was inside it um was what kind of elevated me to be able to pursue more. Um yeah. I think shortly after that I And prior to that, I mean, I did internships in digital marketing, communications. So that also, for me, wherever I go, I'm a sponge. I will absorb yeah anything. You know, I want to make sure that I'm doing the menial job. I'm doing the big job, whatever. I'm that kind of person. And for me, it was all about learn, learn as much as you can mm. to take yourself to the next level. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I hopped around from magazine to magazine. Women's Health, Getaway, did, yeah. um, did some freelancing stints for like Mail and Guardian, um, True Love, 
so it all in essence came together um it came together very nicely yeah. um, and that's how i'm yeah that's how i'm now in the media realm yeah i love that and you also mentioned that you're working in the corporate space now right like how do you find that do you feel like it kind of uh interferes with your creativity or do you find that it's quite conducive to being creative in the corporate world it has its pros and cons you remember um when i stepped into corporate i was told that i'm too innovative and for me that was just you know i to me i could not really comprehend what that meant yeah. in the sense that one in corporate things are either black or white there's no grays in between in my world things are a rainbow so yeah. i want to bring you know i want to bring the color i want to bring the i want to use the various platforms i want to elevate your business or your brand in the sense where you're reaching all audiences it's a you know a wide range of people diverse backgrounds um and corporate came with a lot of challenges i mean the company i work for is a uk based company and you yeah. can understand that there's also a lot of different what do you call it cultural backgrounds we do things differently um yeah. and that has come with a lot of a lot of challenges also trying not too hard to be the angry black woman also trying to find your place look it's still ongoing i do have my moments of you know quarrels and fights but um in essence i also am learning how to adapt um yeah. especially because i'm working for a completely different company that's in a you know based in another country so it it's challenging it's never easy i think yeah. those are the kind of fights that you kind of have to keep up with or be a part of in order to yeah. grow as an individual but also to be able to grow a business yeah absolutely and that's such a good point you mentioned like you know not trying to be the angry black woman but there's some instances that require that energy so how do you how do you balance that you know when you're trying to be a good team player but also you're like i can't sit on this i need to say something i think you have to establish like a fine line if you know yourself and you have that kind of self awareness you know how to draw the line and when to mm. draw the line mm-hmm. so for me i i do have my views on certain things but i'm it's you see it's always so tough because when i speak to my mentors about this it's you know been saying I'm not here to be submissive I'm here yes. to own my voice and to mm-hmm. you know speak truthfully but there is a fine line um and I I'm revealing my secrets now but for me there is a game plan in order for me to get into the international market I need to learn the ropes of how they do things yeah in the UK yeah and yes uh, there might be some resistance with you know certain things that I personally don't agree on or you know but that's where transparency and conversations come in i think we as individuals need to be able to understand ourselves mm. and understand the people that we work with so i'm very intentional about getting to know my colleagues getting to know what you know gets them angry or what doesn't make them angry um and also listening to feedback it's been hard getting mm. feedback sometimes but listening to the feedback adapting it and then you know saying okay look i've proven myself there but this is what i'd like to introduce and i think that's where being open and having conversations comes from communication is always key yeah um and yeah that's how i've just been coping yeah but it's good I, i'm learning a lot yeah you le- you learn a lot in that process i've also found my experience of working with international companies they always like a lot of american companies they they make space for 
feedback. So for example, having regular one-on-ones with your like direct manager. And in the beginning when this was introduced to me, I was like, oh, what a last, what a pain. I know, it's like every <laughs> single time. Yeah, Come on. Really, do we have to do this again? But you know, now I'm at a place where I'm like, that is so necessary because honestly, I didn't have that experience working for a South African company because people are so busy trying to like get things together and getting budgets right, whatever. You know, when you work for an international company mm-hmm. where they have budgets for things, like those stresses are removed and so you kind of focus on the people and your teams and you focus on like the bigger picture which is something that I've really learned to appreciate and that feedback is so necessary for our growth especially professionally to be able to like talk to your manager and your manager being like okay what is your plan where do you see yourself how can we what can we do to get you there and that's been my experience at this point in my life and it's so magical it changes everything i wake up in the morning and i'm like i know what i'm doing and i know where i'm going and i know what the point of all of this is you know <laughs> i actually get that completely because in the beginning i was very i'd be very upset you know mm. um, i'm pisces so i'm very emotional and i get very upset because i know what i bring to the table yeah, why yeah. won't they let me why won't they let me set up this table <laughs> you know yeah. um but with time i think the feed it's i've become better at receiving feedback whether it's good or bad yeah and i'm also learning to you know be able to adapt it but also mm-hmm. give myself a pat on the back um mm-hmm. and i have definitely far more progression now um just you know echoing what you were saying about South African companies not really giving feedback but i agree with you 100% i'm enjoying the feedback um and i'm i'm taking a lot of learning pointers from it yeah that's fantastic and you mentioned earlier you said you're very intentional about like what you're doing and you you've said this before as a quote yeah. in your mail and guardian um, article as well that you are intentional so tell me a little bit about that how how intentional are you intention for me um i heard i first heard that word at church actually you need to be intentional about everything that you do um and i took it in a sense of you know by me being intentional it means i'm doing it from the bottom of my heart mm-hmm. um it's done with good intentions and it's pure and it's authentic um and that's i think what i do with the content that i work with the women that i speak to um on a regular basis you know the stories i write i want to make sure that it's true to whatever expert i've worked with um it's authentic and it's real and it's based on as much as I'm the storyteller I always want to portray someone's story in the best light possible mm-hmm. um and that's how I stay intentional you know mm-hmm. I ask women the hard questions I ask them what struggles have they had you know what issues are you currently facing with your business um are you able to you know get funding I ask the real questions I think not everything can be flat how else yeah. do we learn you know how else we're going to have more entrepreneurs if we're not having the tough conversations yeah. and i always get you know mesmerized when i'm watching influential people speak about their journeys you know it always intrigues me that some yeah. of them would just hop from oh yeah this is this is where i started and this is where i am now i'm just like give me <laughs> the tools how do i do that for myself how yeah. do i elevate myself how do i elevate the woman i'm around yeah. um tell me your real story tell me that you're struggling you didn't have a car you had to take a taxi from there to there you walked from there to there um to get to where you are i, I love the the raw authentic stuff um yeah and yeah that's i think a lot of the stories that i write are based around yeah being intentional and sharing those hard truths yeah And how do you deal with like projects or tasks that are given to you that you don't necessarily feel are aligned with your with your journey with your purpose? How do you say no? Do you have trouble doing that? 
I know I don't have trouble doing that. Mm. I know where I'm going. Yeah. And in order for me to get there, I can't take fluff or have distractions that are going to lead me astray. Um, I am. I make sure that whatever story or thing I do aligns with, you know, my values. For instance, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine, you know, asked me if I'd audition for an advert, and I asked the first thing I was thinking was. Does it have anything to do with women empowerment? Does it have anything to do with business? It's not, it's, you know, the topic of the advert is completely different to the things that I would do. Mm. But, you know, I'm trying to see it in a way where I'm trying something new that's going to get me out of my comfort zone. And that in essence aligns with my values. Um, I always, always try and, you know, stick to my pillars. So I have some pillars that I live by and that I always try and abide by. Obviously women empowerment, uh, community development, entrepreneurship, um, and storytelling. And somehow in my life, I've managed to infuse all those things together. Yeah. So that's how, yeah, that's how I, I stay true to myself and make sure that I'm constantly aligned with my values. Yeah. That's such a beautiful way of putting it. And I love that how it's all come together. And I think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that you, you knew what it was that you wanted and you know what it is that you want. I think sometimes we overlook that. We kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do this and make some money. Or maybe this can do that. Or maybe with this, I can meet someone. But like, there's like a really big picture <laughs> that I can hear that you have. And you connect to that, like with everything you do. I, I try my best to do so. And not to say that if opportunities come, people shouldn't take them. Because in this economic climate that we live in, it's very hard to say no to work. Yeah. And that I've been there, I've been retrenched, I've been, you know, to a point where I had to live from hand to mouth uh, recently, actually, two years ago when the pandemic hit. And yeah. I know those struggles. Um, but also, there isn't a shame in doing those things or taking things that don't align with your value. I think there's great growth in, you know, being able to network and being able to meet new people, build new relationships. So it just depends on your situation. So I wouldn't say to everyone, don't take things that aren't aligned with your value at all i think it's up to the person yeah i love that and you were talking a little bit about you know the fact that you talk to you like to talk to entrepreneurs and business people and tell their stories but how did you and when did you start gravitating towards entrepreneurship i started at 2018 2019 2018 2019 i worked at women's health as um, my amazing editor, who I still work with today, Dan Weekly, phenomenal woman. She's really taught me a lot. She introduced um, the platform Go Hustle. And I mean, it started off as just a podcast. And um, I think that was the entry point. Actually, no, the entry point was 2017. I had a, uh, and I remember we spoke about this um, uh, on Two Oceans Live Radio. I had a platform for women um, yes. called Authoric. And I, yeah, what I would do is I'd have events focusing on, you know, how women can equip themselves financially, how women could, you know, focus on their well-being. Um, and I remember collaborating with such amazing brands at the time. I think I was so fearless, you know. Um, I just would approach an Alan Gray and say, look, let's create this event for women. I'll get you 120 women inside this auditorium um, and you can tell us, teach us, you know. And I did that and I remember partnering up with GH Mom, we're coming up with like a wellness based um, topic. Um, such amazing big brand. Yeah. I mean, 
know, you want to work with them. Um, and it was just amazing in the sense that women connected. People are still friends now. People who met there are still friends now. Um, but the thing is for me was, I want to focus on the woman holistically. Yeah. You know, how can we improve you? Whether it be at work, in your you know personal capacity, let's empower you. And that's where it started. And then moving on to women's health was also almost like a an affirmation of you're on the right path. Yeah. Um, and then leading into Go Hustle. So I'm so grateful for um so grateful to Dan for allowing me to really just run with the platform and, and host the podcast and do the writing. Yeah. And that was definitely the starting point for me. That's amazing. And how do you find yourself in those spaces where you go into such big companies and organizations and being like, I got this, let me do this. How do, how do you get to that point? Oh, one thing about me, I hustle. But my hustle isn't loud. Um, yeah. What I do is I'm, I use my journalistic instincts. So I'm very good at stalking. I always get the answers that I want. And that sounds terrible. Oh, my word. But I always get the answers that I want. And platforms like LinkedIn have really given us an access to literally anyone, whether the people answer you, send them a message or not. That's another story. But I use my LinkedIn. Like, I will message people. The worst anyone can say is no. And for yeah. me, I am, it's easy for me to drop a message and, and, and pitch my ideas. I've never had to walk into a boardroom and, and pitch an idea and wait for four men or four people to approve it. I don't know. I've never had to do that, fortunately. Um, but for me, it's looking, messaging people, looking people up and saying, look, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. And this is how it's going to be benefit your organization. Um, and that's how I've been kind of doing it. And it's, it's been working quite well. And winning at it. Yes, 100%. <laughs> winning. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about, you know, your work with women and entrepreneurship together. Like, why do you believe that it's important that women run their own business? Sure. You know, when I read stats and, and reports from the World Economic, uh, World Economic Forum, I'm always amazed at how women have the buying power, whether it comes to property or, you know, we run our households. We are the you know sole providers. Times have changed. We're doing yeah. this, um, yeah. and that for me is so powerful that we can we can do that. We don't have to depend on anyone. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of women from parts of Africa and in our country in South Africa don't have access to mm-hmm. you know jobs where they can be sole providers. But you know we underestimate those women so much because the mama on the street selling veggies. She's an entrepreneur. She's a sole provider. Okay. You know. And for me, when I look at those women, I'm constantly inspired and I want to figure out how I or with the people that I work with can empower those women. Does she have a business plan? Does she know that she can, you know, approach someone to be an investor? You know, mm. know, you know does she know that she can have a tax number? Um, does she know that she can, you know, move from the streets to maybe a little you know a, a little shop that she can sell from so for me it's equipping and empowering the women in my country and the women that i see on a daily basis who are pushing and trying so hard to make a difference for their families yeah um and yeah that's mainly the reason why i got into it um yeah. to educate people to be able to have a free platform where people can click up something you know and see how do i write a business plan? yeah how do i pitch to an investor how do i do this um, and those are the things that the influential people I was talking about earlier don't necessarily tell us. 
Yeah. Um, I you know, I want to be that mouthpiece. I want to really close that gap because oh, women here are so innovative, so talented, and we have a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I just want to, you know, be like Mam Winnie and allow people to multiply anything that they do. Um, and I think that's that's the main reason why entrepreneurship and women empowerment is so important to me. Yeah. And what type of issues do you think that women are facing in becoming entrepreneurs that male their male counterparts might not necessarily face? Oh, the usual. I mean, we're so underlooked, so undervalued, yeah. um, so undermined in so many places that we walk in. I think as a woman, you have to work three, four times harder to prove mm-hmm. yourself to get that seat. Um, I'm not sure why we're still waiting to get seats instead of creating our own, and I think that's why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, look, inequality in the, this country, in the world, has been something that goes on for a very long time, and I think it's very unfortunate because if you look at in boardrooms, boards, you know, there's still a lack of women. There's still a lack of black women and yeah. women of color, and for me, that doesn't sit well with me. So. Yeah. As this generation and the change maker how do i ensure that my sisters coming behind me and you know my family and friends and other young women you know are fully equipped to be able to take their seat at the table yeah. and, and take ownership of those roles you know yeah. i'm always so amazed by gen z and gen i don't know what they're called there's another group <laughs> behind them and i just am so inspired by those young people because they go for what they want they're totally. starting their own businesses and they're going to be their own CEOs. They'll probably never ever step into a corporate space. Um, you know, and, and I love that. And I, yeah, so much to learn from them. Absolutely. I look at young people like, and they are just doing the mo- things that we are afraid of, things that our parents are yes. were afraid of, our grandparents, they are not afraid to things. they're not afraid to voice their opinions they're not afraid to say this is wrong what are you doing they're not afraid to pick up their phones record a video and say this person or this organization is doing this this and that we've been scared for so long I, i'm still terrified you know and i'm learning from them because they are they are fearless and i think yeah. a lot of you i spoke to a young person the other day who's also like a huge like activist and i was just so inspired by her activism and her passion and she was like mm-hmm. it's not passion it's the fact that i feel like my life is going to not be the same again it's the fact that i feel like everything is coming to an end and i don't know how we'll survive if we keep doing this and that was mm-hmm. so deep for me because it was just like they're not trying to you know have these major epiphanies for whatever mm-hmm. reason it's the fact that they feel so threatened like their livelihoods are threatened so i can't imagine mm-hmm. what that feels like that they feel like they pushed into a corner that they have to be this way you know that mm-hmm. maybe we didn't feel in that way maybe we didn't internalize some of the things that we could have been like okay i can take a stand and i can do x y and z and make That's my so life true. better so they're really not waiting for opportunities yeah they're not waiting for opportunities yeah. to be given to them they're really just going for every single thing that they want I, I, I admire that a lot yeah yeah i wish i had that power and that strength when i was younger but i'm getting there now so <laughs> it's okay <laughs> we <laughs> learned at our own taste yeah exactly <laughs> and what do you think how how can women like overcome these fears like even just this thing of like speaking up for yourself you know when you see inequality how do you think you can overcome that and push forward hmm. 
it's always so hard because the people that we're communicating with men some of them don't hear us mm. um and i think for me knowing your worth i always get teased about the fact that i know my worth but knowing my worth makes me super valuable mm-hmm. um especially when i can back it up yeah in the workplace if you know what you're bringing to the table you know you've got stats you've got you know you've got your KPIs you've proven that you can do this and you've gone beyond it actually i think that's your leg to stand on take those KPIs that you've achieved say this is why you deserve to be here and i think that's how we'll slowly slowly start to make a difference um yeah. i think we, we shouldn't be waiting you know to be told that we're good enough mm. um it's completely up to us actually to take a stand and try and bridge that gap of inequality but it will take a while um but i love seeing more and more women you know taking up ownership and positions in in, in corporate companies when i look at um Puti Mahangela who's the CEO of Naspers i'm like yes that was a predominantly afrikaans yeah actual organization here you are owning it you know for me that's always inspiring um and i think yeah we need to take ownership of our lives and as women as a whole i think it's up to us to actually support each other let go of the pull it down syndrome um mm-hmm. and really just see how we can work together how can we create those businesses as women what do you bring that could be valuable in my business what advice do you have for me um you know i often look at my friendship circles and i think i'm the only creative which for me is so exciting because when my friends need media kits i'm able to help them put you know put that together yeah. my friends in medicine friends in law friends in completely different industries from yeah. me and that's that's where we start let's work together let's yeah. do that you know bring your tell me where my tell me about intellectual property tell me about you know all these various things that i'm not familiar with yeah. simplify for me um and i'll do the same for you and i'll tell you about the creative industry and i'll tell you about how to market yourself build your brand so we need to start working together more yeah totally i absolutely agree with that Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about some of the tools and some of the lessons that you've learned that you can maybe pass on to other women. And I mm-hmm. want to know what is the first thing that women should think about before they start their own businesses. Okay. So some of the lessons that I've learned, um especially as a journalist, is that for a long time journalists have always been shunned for either being sensationalists or, you know, just strange things that aren't impacting our communities in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Um and I always remind myself that I am the middle woman between my society and what's happening around the world. Yeah. So how I deliver that, I have to do that with a lot of responsibility. Um and I have to take ownership of whatever I put out in order to be able to build trust with my audience. Then the next question was how my empowerment or how can yes, I Yes, what is the first thing women should think about before they start their own businesses? Oh, don't overthink it actually. Oh. Don't think too much. Don't think too much because if you live in your head too much and I often do this myself as an individual, I overthink. I yeah. will see things, I'll have an idea and I'll plan it out even before it's even started. Um and that's a bit of a weakness of mine that I need to work on. But, but don't overthink it. I think if you have your idea in your mind, 
the first thing you need to do is write it down because then if you write it down you have to be responsible for it and you can bring it to life i always yeah. feel there's power in the pen there's power in manifesting and writing things down so once you've got that i think speak to people in in whatever industry you want to get into whatever business you want to start do the research find out you know what goes into it how can and then think about how you can apply it into your own world mm-hmm. don't spend time overthinking it otherwise it never happens i think some of the saying that i've heard which is not a very pleasant one but some people some of the greatest people actually go to the grave with their ideas yeah. um, and you never know what impact your business can have or, or you know what invention you could come up with um so don't sit with it for too long think about it do the research and then implement yeah. i i highly encourage that I love that. I love that. That's kind of how I felt before I started this podcast thing because I was sitting on it for years already. And you know, working with organizations like doing the actual work, but then at some point I was like, actually, but I want it to be mine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want it to I get belong you. to me. <laughs> I get you 100%. And congratulations. This is amazing. And you've always been so good at sharing stories, you know, profiling amazing people. Yeah. um and just engaging with an audience you have you do that so well so i'm excited for this thank you so much i appreciate it another practical tool that i was hoping to get from you mm-hmm. money is an issue for many people and especially mm-hmm. for women because we taking care of families and family members and relatives and friends and boyfriends and husbands and all sorts of people in our lives mm-hmm. so how do we start businesses without capital where do we get capital how do we find people who would be interested in investing in our ideas. Mm. Um I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of um many talks and and moderate a lot of events with Net Group Investments and the key thing that they always say um when it comes to money is start now. I highly recommend saving first and foremost and it doesn't have to be thousands you don't have to wait until you you know you've got 10,000 rand before you can start saving. It's really as simple as starting with the 200 rand mm-hmm. that you get debit ordered every month or you personally like put it in an investments account. It doesn't have to be something fancy. It's just a good start. Um and that will, you know, take you a long way. But another really interesting way to, you know, start the business if you don't have money is to speak to investors. Mm. Um like I say, my go-to platform is always LinkedIn. Um you will find a key search for anything investors investment angels <laughs> you know find people that you you know are in line with what you want to do so if you want to get into pharmaceuticals find an investor in that or find someone who can be a mentor in that to connect you to other people in the industry and it really you have to be proactive you have to go out there and you have to do the work for yourself because nobody's going to mm-hmm. do it for you alternatively one that i would always avoid but i think some people do it well go to the bank and see if you can start a loan i never highly encourage loan i am terrified of debt so yeah. you know i never go that path but starting a business doesn't have to be expensive you can go on to websites where you can just register your company for i don't know how much it is now but i think it was as cheap as 150 200 back in the day you know register your company make sure that you have that name set if you are you know if you do have wifi and the internet accessible to you buy a domain save it so that you can start your website later for your marketing material and your promotion um be proactive go on canva canva has so many free tools yeah. um you know to help you start that business plan start that media kit 
you know, different, a whole lot of different platforms offer that. Um, I just recently wrote a story now uh, for a magazine on how young leaders or entrepreneurs can equip themselves. And there are so, so many free platforms that offer entrepreneurship courses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Get Smarter has a few, you might have to pay for them, but there's so many, there's Udemy, Ponzi, um, oh, just this, a list, the list is endless really. Um, empower yourself through that. It doesn't have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are, you know, able to work with a friend and collaborate, then even better, you both can contribute to the business. But I think the research is the main part. Um, mm-hmm. Do that research open yourself up to the possibilities of you know what something could be um and look at look for people on linkedin social media platforms um and see how you can work together yeah i love that i love that you know thought of us working together to make something happen and also when you have a partner you have someone who's like in business with you you have someone who can hold you accountable and you can hold them accountable and i think that can also help to keep you inspired and motivated to make your dream come true actually Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. An accountability partner of some sort. Yeah, exactly. And what does a successful business look like to you? Oh, to me, it really looks like one, working with people that I can trust. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, building the right networks, um, whether it be through media, um, having, you know, media relationships for marketing purposes at a later stage um two networking and networking events and engagements with people who know more than me because i don't have all the answers but there are people who do Mm. and those people are valuable so Mm -hmm. to me i think yeah working with people that you can trust working with people who are also aligned with the vision of your business is always key because those people will be happy at work. You don't want to have somebody who resents coming to work um, or working for a business. Um, and mainly sometimes that's because people don't aren't aligned with your values and the values of the business. And I always say to people, sometimes take a seat back if you're trying to get into a job or trying to start something and see if you're a good fit and if they're a good fit. And if it's, it's instant and it's organic, then 100% go for it. Mm. Um, so for me, yeah, a lot of transparency, a lot of communication, a lot of trust, um, networking um, is what my dream business would be like. Nice. And I love that you mentioned networking because I think it's so, so important, especially, I mean, I don't know any other industry. I only know creative industries, but I think especially in this industry, because, you know, we can collaborate with people and you don't know further down the line, you might be working on a project today, but you don't know what the next five years might hold and people remember you. (laughs) They do. And word of mouth is so powerful. Word of mouth is so powerful. And I remember during my journalism time, I mean, it's not far off, it's still happening. Um, When you meet people at events, um, you know, that's where I learned to come out of my box in the sense that you have to at least meet one or two people by the end of the night because you never know who your next boss is or who you could be working with or, you know, what the situation might be. And it's so important 
to really put yourself out there absolutely absolutely and you you can learn so much and you don't know like even now with the pandemic so much so much has changed in this time and we really needed to like be creative and look out of the box and trying to find new solutions to this new moment and you know you'd be surprised you just be sitting by yourself and thinking oh i know this person who does this and maybe that and that actually exactly. works so networking 100% there for it <laughs> and so as far as i know you are busy studying communication and influence at the moment how is yes. that going <laughs> it's the most eye opening thing that i've ever 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 done for myself i mean i'm yeah. someone who believes in lifelong learning like i still yeah. have ambitious goals to be a doctor and get a phd you know and for me upskilling myself has always been something that i put in the forefront of my 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 life um and i always find that the media industry especially in the last years is evolving faster than any of us could have oh, yeah. imagined um and with that a lot of the way, like the way we use media um and content has changed in a big way um you'll find that there's video content that's really just at the forefront podcasts that are really you know driving the way we use social media and and, and yeah. content to be able to build brands to be able to build personal businesses um and for me i really decided to take this course um it's through the UCT business school um and what i love about it is that it really taps into basic communication principles but also how to storytell um for professionals to be able to just really develop critical thinking mm. um how to introduce leadership skills to really improve communication it teaches you how to communicate with your bosses and how to manage up and how to utilize these various tools that we have you know mm. and unpack the most complex subjects um and turn them in a simplified way um to be able to communicate to your audience and for me it's just an eye opening um and some of the theory that we do is you know how do you build your personal brand and then you have to create a video and you know tell share what your personal brand is and for me i love the practical work behind it because it's it's helping me for my future but it's also helping me understand what people that i work with um what their challenges are how i can address certain issues how i can communicate better um and how i can yeah just continue using the things that the digital age is really like yeah. giving us so absolutely it's been very insightful and i'm i'm enjoying it so much absolutely and i can relate to that like even starting this podcast now i'm literally doing everything on my own like even to the point where i'm video editing and people are telling me oh why don't you just get someone to edit the video for you and i'm like no this is my first season of doing this i want yeah. to start from the bottom up and i want to have a basic understanding later maybe i'll be like okay i want a professional to do this and do that and do whatever mm-hmm. but for now this is a learning process for me i want to understand all the different assets that goes into creating this thing so that i am informed and at mm-hmm. some point i'll be clued up enough to be like this is what i want and this is where i want to see it going or growing or this platform is based or whatever i i want that insight for myself like you said like the digital space everything is changing so much yeah. so it's good to like stay on your toes and kind of have an understanding of how these things work from the back end and not just from like being yeah. here and having a conversation Absolutely and also you're upskilling yourself and it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you now need to go and roll at bits or whatever yeah. to 
you know, <laughs> become better. It starts with you playing around, listening to tutorials on YouTube. That's for free. Yeah, uh, playing exactly. around with the different things, like video editing. So you're really exposing yourself to to greatness. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's a whole journey, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about mentorship. You mentioned it earlier as well. So how important do you think it is for young women to have a mentor? Mm, it's highly important. Um, I've been very fortunate enough to be led by women who pour into me. Um, and you see, the thing is with a mentor-mentee relationship is that it's a two-way stream. Your mentor isn't meant to tell you what to do, but they're there to advise, guide, and share their experience as well. Um, and I think as a young person coming into a certain industry, or even if you're old, like your mentor can be man or woman, no matter what age, no matter what industry. My mentors, some of them aren't even in the creative space. Um, and I'm grateful for that because they show me other ways of thinking and how I can, you know, use different styles in my work um, that will appeal to a different audience. It's important. It's like someone having holding you accountable for the things that you want to do. Somebody holding your hand, but not too tightly. Um, mm -hmm. Just a nice guide and a nice person to be able to share ideas with. Um, and I've got, I think, four or five of them. Um, wow. And you, know, you don't have to have one, but also you've got to make that relationship clear because yes, it is. it might tap into your personal life, it might tap into your business life, but I think you and your mentor need to discuss what the purpose of that relationship is mm. going to be. Um, but it's a it's it's wonderful to have someone that you can share ideas with um, and to get insights from different industries as well. It's something that I always recommend. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you have this kind of relationship with people to kind of guide you and help you through it because that's something that I've always thought about that I've never actually gone after. I've never like reached out to someone and been like, can you be my mentor? I'm probably afraid of all the accountability that would come from it. <laughs> it gets real, okay? It really yeah. gets real. <laughs> how do you do how do you deal with that? Is it that's something that like you were saying, okay, you set it up in the beginning, you have this relationship, you understand this is what is expected of you. But then like how do you deal with the situations where oops, I didn't kind of stick to our arrangements. <laughs> it happens all it happens often. Yeah. Um and, and the main thing sometimes is that your sometimes it's not even a discussion that a person is your mentor but you find yourself spending uh, so much time with that person um and engaging in conversations that are you know about your life about your work life and i think that's how i found mine um i did ask someone once to be my mentor and they said that it's they're not ready um it's it's mm. a bit of a you know responsibility but they're open to having coffee once or twice a month which even that i'll take um but yeah having that relationship is so important um and I've had some of my mentors be really tough on me. You know the people who say things that you don't want to hear? Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I've, I've been told, your work should live on all these various platforms that you work on. What happens if the world just stops one day and there's no technology? Like, have your work live somewhere exactly. so that you can also reflect back, you know. Um, don't cut out the magazines that you write. Keep those magazines. Uh, you don't know what the future holds. Um, so I've had I've had some really tough conversations with my mentor because they're seeing things they're seeing things from the outside. You're yes. just seeing things, you know, from here, um, and they get to guide and, and advise yeah. um, from the heart, but also because they're into business and they know the way of the world, and, and most of them are older than me, so it is very helpful because they have lived experience. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful, actually. 
I love that and I think that's so valuable all of us need that especially because it's not just a personal relationship like you said earlier because sometimes we have friends who are kind of like it's good to have like supportive friends and people who's going to be in your corner and hype you up but you also need someone to be like dead like dead on this is what it is like you know and not mm. kind of putting around the truth sometimes that's true <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so tell me a little bit about why what you achieve to what you hope to achieve at least by doing what you, what okay. you do because it's huge <laughs> but what is your intention with with the work that you do yeah it's huge um sometimes it feels so far-fetched but sometimes it feels like it's right here Oh, wow. But I need to I need to learn more and I need to do more. Um, I mean, I have many aspirations, but I think one of them is one day working for the UN, UN Women. I really want to be able to bring my journalistic skills and my writing um, to work alongside governments, um, civil societies, and really just create policies and programs that will really equip women um, mm. and for women to be able to own and claim their rights um especially on the african continent and Absolutely. i really just yeah my my goal i think from when i was quite young is really to just be able to promote a gender equal society um mm-hmm. no discrimination no gender based violence yeah. um and that's what i'm working towards yeah um yeah. and that's why i constantly try and equip myself and trying to gain as much as i can from the experiences that i have um speaking to women um and yeah and just building my portfolio that's that's the ultimate goal for me to just be able to sit in the UN women and say look this is what african women are going through mm-hmm. and this is what we need and this is how we'd like to implement it that i would have i would have made it in life <laughs> i love that and it's so funny that you say that i actually have a friend who was a UN woman so look at that look at us networking so networking i will keep my eyes peeled if something comes up and she's like oh we need someone You'll be the yes, one I'll send no away. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Oh, Andela, this was so beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing some of the things you've learned and your experiences and for also supporting me in my journey because this is, you know, this is step one. You know, baby stepping on my way to I don't know where, but baby stepping. <laughs> thank you for this platform, Chrissy. And... And thank you for sharing my story. It's always so weird being on the other side because I'm used to telling other people's stories. So when my story is being told, I'm just like, "Ooh," <laughs> you know. But, but thank you for this platform and thank you for sharing African stories. Yeah. Um our narratives are so important and it's important yeah. for us to share our own stories. Um thank you for this platform and congratulations on stepping out of your comfort zone and and really just doing it cuz you don't want to overthink it and then you don't do it. So. Yes. <laughs> Thank you and I and I can't wait to hear all the other podcasts and oh, and learn God. from them um but this was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And it's so funny that you said, you know, sharing African stories cuz that's my bigger goal. I'm starting with South Africa for Women's Month and then we we're branching out to women nice. on the continent. So that was perfectly aligned and perfectly <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And congrats to you, Miss Melan Guardian, top 200 <laughs> South African. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so surreal. I just I 
yeah it sounds i'm always just like i don't know how to react when i hear people say that yeah thank you <laughs> it's huge and keep doing what you're doing clearly you are being seen and admired and acknowledged on so many different platforms for what you're doing and we love to see it i love to see it so here we are <laughs> thank you thank you so much Thank you for listening to Chit Chat with Mariana Mink. I am your host Mariana. Don't forget to like this episode, share this episode with other women or other people that will be interested and take value in this conversation. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more interesting conversations. Until next time.